Has your child ever thrown a fit in public? Cried for seemingly no reason or acted out at school? Okay, yeah, mine either. I'm just kidding. If you answered yes to any of the previously mentioned questions, then this podcast is for you. My name is Heather Boyd, and I'm the Special Education Coordinator for Pickens County. Welcome to my podcast series on behavioral strategies. I'm so glad you've joined me. Whether your child has a disability or not, we all know that young children display inappropriate behavior from time to time. The question is, how do we as parents and school professionals handle these behaviors when they occur? I'm going to walk you through a three-step process today for better identifying, understanding, and addressing these behaviors. The steps are simple. Data, function, and replacement strategy. The first step is data collection. This step is frequently overlooked, but it's crucial to ensure that the proper behavior is being targeted. Some of you may be familiar with the ABC method of data collection. If you've not heard of it, it's very simple. The idea is to collect data regarding the antecedent, behavior, and consequence. The antecedent is what happens immediately before a behavior, and the consequence is what occurs immediately following a behavior. A consequence is not necessarily bad or good, and it doesn't necessarily um, include any input from another individual. It's just what happens after the behavior. The second step is identifying the function or reason for the behavior. According to the May Institute, there are four main functions of behavior. Attention, you know, some people, um, some behaviors are exhibited to gain attention. Escape. Sometimes a person acts in a certain way to attempt or um, to escape or avoid something that he or she doesn't want to do. Um, A tangible, like when a child wants something tangible, such as candy bar from the grocery store, they might throw a tantrum as a way to get it. And then the fourth one is automatic. And these are sometimes the reason for behavior is that it produces a pleasant sensation, makes the child feel good. So discovering the function of or reason why a child is engaging in a problem behavior can help parents and caregivers find ways to decrease the occurrence of that behavior in the future. The last step in the process is identifying and implementing a replacement strategy. A replacement strategy is something that helps the child achieve their intended goal in an appropriate manner, thus avoiding the behavior. For example, if the function of the behavior is to escape a non-preferred activity, the replacement strategy might be to teach the child to request a break when needed. According to the May Institute, when teaching replacement behaviors in the training setting, like a school or day program, for example, it's important to remember that these new behaviors should be should be easy to generalize. This means that the individual should be able to perform the behavior in other settings, at different times, and in the presence of different people. Replacement strategies should not appear strange in social settings and should be behaviors that are likely to be reinforced in the home environment. I know this was a lot of content for a very short podcast. I appreciate your attention. Please rest assured that this was intended to just be a general overview and that the following podcast will dig deeper into each step of the process, as well as identifying examples of each. When caregivers understand why a child is behaving in a certain way, they can work on teaching the child a more socially appropriate way to get what he or she wants alleviate frustration, and make everyone's life much less stressful. 
I look forward to speaking with you again.